I'm Kieran. And I'm Eve. This is Kitchen Table Cult. Where two quiverful escapees talk about our experiences in the cultish underbelly of the religious right. Hi, Eve. Hey, Kieran. We didn't jinx ourselves out that time. I know. It's, <laughs> I, was, I was ready this time. In the past few takes, we, we just like talked over each other. We, we just said hi at exactly the same time because we were so excited because it's been so long, so long. since we've talked. <laughs> we, we spent a whole lot of time catching up on all the gossip before we got here. And then Audacity wasn't working with my new iOS. And now we're all back to normal, I think. Yeah. Yeah, apparently that's a known bug. So if there are any uh, C++ programmers who want to make Audacity compatible with the new Mac Catalina. system, Audacity is looking for help. So go do that. And then we don't have to suffer with GarageBand. Yeah, GarageBand is so ugly. Holy shit. Yeah. I haven't used this in years. For a reason. It didn't get For better. For reasons. It didn't <laughs> no. get better. It was never that great in the first place. No. Yeah. No. Anyway. Um, so I'm going to make y'all suffer. I feel like I'm like putting on my professor hat right now where I'm like, this will be fun for me and you will appreciate <laughs> it when we're done, but not in the middle of it. So let's, let's explain how we got down this rabbit hole yeah. first. You got an email or we got an email. Yeah, it was through our Instagram. Someone asked us if we'd, uh, if we had thoughts or had heard about a couple YouTube channels that were run by homeschoolers. Are they all homeschoolers or, or are they just fundy? I'm I'm not sure. I think that they're definitely all fundy. They all seem pretty homeschooler-ish, but I haven't bothered to like thoroughly vet them. Right. <laughs> right. So they're adjacent <clears throat> at the very least. I watched a couple of episodes of the one. I didn't watch the other one. But I watched, so it's the Paul and Morgan show. Yes, they which have I'd a never song. heard of. Me either, but now they're no, they stuck have in my a, head. I don't think it's a song. I think it's a jingle. It's a jingle, which is worse. Yeah, I was but, I was giving them the benefit by saying it was a song. Look, I don't know where these motherfuckers came from, or like how they think this is new, and how they haven't heard of Josh Harris before. Like they're reinventing the Josh Harris wheel. Yeah, that's that's weird. So they're like giving, they're like a married couple giving godly dating advice to people, right? right? Yep. Which is a thing. It's a whole thing in this community. In which community? In, in like the world we grew up in, married couples giving advice to younger couples, just not on YouTube. Oh, that part's yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the YouTube bit is, a, is the innovation there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like going through it and like I watched a couple of videos and I was like, they are very eloquent at like taking 10 minutes to say absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, queered are off the charts and uh, but well, very that's, suppressed. Not important. That, that's not important. But then I saw in the queue of videos for like suggested up next, I saw that they interviewed Luke P. Who is. Who is Luke P? Some Luke dude. P is like if a French fry grew eyebrows. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like really dark eyebrows. Um, Luke P looks like a Ken doll, except more buff. And he's he was from uh, season fifteen of The Bachelorette. So the season with Hannah Brown, who just competed on Dancing with the Stars and is like currently wrecking havoc on the current season of The Bachelor without even being there. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, The Bachelor's not over her. It's a whole thing. Wow, that's wild. So uh, her story, what? I just understood. So I, I haven't watched... The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but I read through all of this season on Wikipedia, and now mm -hmm. the, like, ending, the season finale synopsis and line makes sense, where it okay. was like, she realized that she doesn't need a husband, 
And I was like, no. Oh. So, so, okay. So let's just, let me back up a little bit here. First, defend myself for a second. This is the first season I ever watched The Bachelor. I have a former classmate friend in here in town. Like, if you see on my Instagram, like, my dog playing with another dog and saying that they're girlfriends. Like, that's the dog mom. And this friend has watched The Bachelor for years. And she was, like, going through a blue period and was like, you have to come over and we're watching this last spring. And so I was like, cool, you know, play date with the dog, study break from school, going to do something light and fluffy to, like, distract me from writing this, like, depressing-ass memoir. Mm -hmm. So I watched season 15, and it was my first intro to it. And I wouldn't have been, like, I'm not saying I'm, like, above being into The Bachelor. I think, like, reality TV is fun, and, like, I definitely am, like, someone who is, like, I used to watch all sorts of reality TV with my family, like, not, like, like desperate housewives or anything, right. not desperate housewives, the real housewives, but like the like home makeovers shows and stuff. Like yep. we're really into that. Um, what Magnolia turned into <laughs> the prequels, the pre predecessors <laughs> to that. So I'm down for that. This sounds fun. I just had never really gotten into it and never had anyone to watch it with. And suddenly I was surrounded with like people who are really into it. And so I was like, cool, I'm going to go along with this. And then I got really invested in this show because I hate this character so much. <laughs> so this guy, so like, I like the bachelorette. She's sweet. She's your quintessential, like Georgia Christian, good girl. Mm -hmm. Like she's young and she's tr so earnest and she's trying so hard to like do all the right things and get it right. And she is just, like, not had, you know, all of those life lessons that, like, give you the perspective and maturity to be able to, like, see through someone's bullshit right away. So she's a little naive. Mm -hmm. And she goes in and Luke P shows up and I'm like, oh, I know this guy. Like, I have a read on him immediately. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, screaming with laughter in this room with these two girls who have like no context for him. And I'm like, I know this kid. This is who he is. This is what he's going to do. This is how this is going to go. I'm like predicting the whole end of the season. And I was fucking right. Amazing. And they were all like, how did you know this? And I was like, I grew up with these guys. Yeah. So like these, on the flip these. side of all of the like horrible, racist, bigoted nerd bros, like the theology wonks, of the world. Right. Like he's the antithesis. He's the, he's the like, he's the tender queer version. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it. He's, <laughs> he's like, he's the like very legalistic, but sweetheart jock. Yeah. Who's like, Who, like also not very good at being a jock. I feel. Well, he's like not good at like, talking to people and yeah. explaining himself and he's not good at understanding his own motives or reading other people's like body language or cues like seems you, familiar you were watching clips and you were like homeschool vibes yeah. and i was like i don't think he's homeschooled but he's definitely got that social awkwardness yeah yeah even just like reading the recap episodes of like how he was like interfacing with other people i'm just like Oh, I know that. I yeah. I know that. He, he couldn't, mm -hmm. he, like, a lot of those, like, one of those tells, I guess, on The Bachelorette is, like, how the guys interact with each other is, like, a, a, a tell for, like, is he well-adjusted? Right. And, of course, Luke P couldn't get along with anyone, and this was actually why, like, I think that, and a lot of other people do, like, not everybody loves Hannah, but, like, I like her, and I think she got her season stolen from her because... Luke P like caused so much shit because mm -hmm. he couldn't get along with anyone and also like inserted himself into everything and then got real like aggressive and legalistic with everyone all the time. Super confrontational. Yeah. And couldn't communicate to save his life. And so you have this like bull in a China shop basically. And all the other guys are like trying to like tell him to like stay in his lane. 
sexually like a line he turned on all of them. Yeah. Um, over and over. Um, and he just won't because he thinks because he's the only super Christian guy and Hannah's a super Christian girl that like he's got this like inside read on her that he can mm-hmm. use to connect with her that none of them can touch. Yep. Yeah. And and so as a result, like the whole season's just fucking chaos and she eventually gets engaged to this other guy who turns out to have like had a girlfriend back home the entire time and that's why she like ended the engagement and like freaks out and you know anyway, it's a whole thing. But um Luke P stayed on the show so much longer than he should have because she like it was it was hard to watch her like see this like person that she connected with on all of these like emotional spiritual cue levels like mm. there were these hooks that he got in because like they spoke that same language right but he's making all these bad decisions and just gaslighting the fuck out of her constantly yeah. and it took her a really long time to like put her foot down about that yeah it- what did you see when you saw the clips and like what were you well, it was just so familiar. It was it was like, yeah, this is like a boy I've gone to church with and like very much like the boys I knew growing up who believed that like it's a woman's duty to be with a man and they can interpret who like God's will for the woman who they want to marry. Like it reminded me <laughs> yeah, of that guy, that experience he's the you guy had. Who's like God told me we're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the vibe I got. And I was like, I knew those boys. Like I knew, I knew the people who did that. You had a thing where that happened. God, there was a guy at college who was like super like that and would not like drop the bone of being like, no, but really have you like reconsidered? And I was like, yeah, no, like I, God hasn't told me that we were supposed to be together. Mm -hmm. Like, I, yeah. He eventually got a clue, but it took a long time. Yeah, and it's, like, super telling because those are, like, the ones who grow up and, like, stay in because they're so, so patriarchal. <laughs> well, and it's, it's hard, too, being, like, a woman in that society, like, running into those guys and, like, because of the patriarchal system, like, trying to turn them down nicely doesn't go over well. Right. Because, one, they're not, re- like, socially... Um, like groomed to register cues like that, right? And their level of entitlement makes them think that they don't need to even pay, pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. But then they also have this other layer of like, and I believe sincerely that I'm a good guy, so you right. have to give me a chance. Right. So when you like let them down gently, Blanche, hi. <laughs> I'm going to let you down gently. We're not going to the park right now. Sorry. Go lay down. She's so mad. (laughs) (laughs) When you let them down gently, they get like Blanche. And they just like, (laughs) they sit there and stare at you with puppy dog eyes. And they're like, but are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, uh, and so I think that's the other reason that she had such a hard time getting rid of him and like ending it with Mm -hmm. him is like, she was doing all of those things that you're supposed to do. Right. And it wasn't registering because she's more socially groomed than he is, mm-hmm. like more adjusted. And it just wasn't going over and he kept pushing. And this whole time he believes that like God has sent him to be there to marry this woman in particular. And so she's just like owes him her time and her yeah. emotions and her exactly. like body. And he acts that way. The entire season, which well is like horrifying. It's not even it's not even as simple as that. Like that's the read that like everybody who like had a passing awareness of purity culture saw. Right. That interview that you saw with the Paul Morgan show. Yes. Oh God. Jesus. No. <laughs> I blocked that like, out. <laughs> the interview. Um. He's so he. It's like supposedly a whole behind the scenes take where he like shares his side of things and like okay why don't you describe to our listeners 
how Paul and Morgan interacted with him, and then I'll get into, like, what I noticed. Yeah, so they're basically having him on because they're like, this poor dude has, like, his reputation's been ruined by this show, and we're gonna have him on. He can, like, talk about it, and we'll, like, listen, and he's really a fine guy. He... You know, I don't know why people are mad at him for being a misogynist asshole. He's just being a Christian. Mm-hmm. And that was basically 30 minutes. Right. And then, like, they do this whole thing at the end where they're like, he's taking a break from dating, ladies. So, like, don't jump oh, on that. Oh, yeah. What, what was you that You have about? to impress him more than just sliding into his DMs. Right. And I'm like, who in their right minds would see that and still want to date the motherfucker? Right. Well, and that's like, the thing, though. Like, I. That's the thing. It's like, I really empathize with their perspective. Like, I get exactly why they, they are saying what they're saying, yep. why he believes that what he did was fine. Yeah. Like, why do you think he believes what he did was fine? Because he, like, went to the same church as we did. But, like, <laughs> like he, like, like how women in our community are often groomed to seek or accept men like that when Mm -hmm. they come into our lives because those are obviously the men who we're supposed to be married to because they're already here with the whole headship thing um you know like he was groomed to be that kind of person and like was taught that like well this is what you do as a godly man is you treat people this way and this is how women should respond and when like the women didn't respond that way because he's a misogynist dick (laughs) he like didn't know what to do about it and he didn't even like he he didn't understand why no one else was on his very specific fundamentalist page. Oh no, he had no idea no why idea. nobody liked him. No, he's and he still doesn't. He clearly yeah. still doesn't. And uh, it's it's theological. It's fundamentally theological. Mm-hmm. I hate like I, everything comes back to this shit where it's like, well, how do you interpret X in the Bible? Like it always comes back to that. Um, and it's so often overlooked. I just. So, okay. So let's let's finish the recap and then I'll get into what um what the interview showed me. Yeah. So let's start with like he why he comes on the show. And he talks about this in that interview. Oh yeah. So his sister-in-law like puts his name in the hat. And recommends him. And he's like, oh, no, I don't want to go on. He's never watched the show. He's not into it. But, like, he watches some clips of Hannah. And she mentions Proverbs 31. That's it. She just mentioned those things. And he's like, oh, like, that's the kind of woman I want. Which is like, you don't even know her. You just know that she is familiar with Proverbs 31. Like, I could say on, like, national television and quote Proverbs 31, and you would fall in love with me, and you would have no idea what kind of person I am, and you'd be so shocked. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. don't do it. <laughs> um, so he's like, okay, yeah. So I'm like, he's like, I'm coming here for love. Like, I, this is what I'm really here for is like that kind of woman. Like she's hot. Like he's down for it. Mm-hmm. And, and he gets there and he gives her like this little bracelet that's got like Proverbs 31 on it. It's like his way of standing out at the, you know, the first night where it's just like, it's just like a flood of faces and, and nobody stands out. Mm-hmm. And so, I think, let me think. I'm like looking through this episode list here to remember all my details here. So there's like some moments where like people are having one-on-one conversations, but like everybody's milling around and like he keeps like interrupting. I mean, like, can I steal you? Can I take some of your time? And like guys are not pleased. There's a moment where he, like, takes his shirt off and walks into her room to, like, steal her attention, and that's awkward. And he's ripped, like... 
Well, like, he does CrossFit full time or part time. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like Kendall Thor. Yeah, he's like toxic Kendall Thor. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, and then he, like, you know, there's like this other guy who's like a total asshat, and it takes a minute to like figure that out. And so once that other guy gets eliminated. Then Luke gets thrown into, like, sharp relief as being, like, the oddball. But before that, Uh he doesn't stand out that much. Mm -hmm. And then, so then there's this other thing where these other, there are these other two Lukes. And they're, like, playing rugby. And she's like, I like a team player. I want to see how you do. And he, like, the one Luke, Luke S, is, like, kind of insulting. And Luke P, like, tackles him and takes him down, like, this and it's not and like they come to blows and it's like oh my God. they're pulled apart and and it all boils down to this moment where Hannah confronts each of them and was like what the fuck happened mm-hmm. and Luke S is like this is what happened and he's a lot more angry and like a lot more transparent about his feelings. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's, like, a little put off by that intensity. And so she goes to Luke P., who's, like, very calmly. And, like, he's a little upset, but, like, he's a lot more calm. And he's, like, you know, like, no, I didn't do anything. Or, like, I did if I did do anything. And then he, like, his story starts getting jumbled. Uh-huh. But he's not as, like, emotive. And right. so she doesn't know who to believe because she's, like, intense emotions here. That, like, makes me think, like, he's overreacting or, like, mm-hmm. and you're calm. Like, and it's the classic, like, you know, you pinch your sister and you say nothing and she screams and you're like, I didn't do anything. Yep. Yeah. Like, and you're the chill one and she's freaking out. Right. Like, yeah. So Luke S just like won't drop it. He's like a classic DC boy. <laughs> like, I also was like, oh, I know this kid. <laughs> and he won't drop it. He just has to be right. And Luke P is is basically being passive aggressive and is like, look, I'm not even here for you, like you. I just want to like get with Hannah and that's it. Right. And so it comes to like, it ends up being like almost three episodes of just these two guys going at it. Oh God. It's awful. So, um, Luke S like they have a like an ultimate confrontation and Lucas just like leaves. He's just like, "Look, I like I can't deal with this. I'm just out." So, Fair. yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> so then uh Hannah sends Luke P home. And then he, everybody's like excited. And then he comes back because Hannah changed her mind and was like, I don't want to send him home yet. Ugh. And it's like, oh, Ugh. oh, this is weird. So she like can't get over it. She's just like not sure because she had this like massive like love at first sight moment with him. Oh. And like, you know, he's hot. Like, he, as I said, like Thor meets Kendall. Right. Also, French fry with eyebrows. Like I don't know. He's just like he's like a golden-haired god-looking character, and he's just like you know easy to you know feel like you want to give that as many chances as you want can. Right. Like I don't know. So anyway, all the other guys are pissed, and they basically just like start going in on like. You can't trust him. He's not good for you. Like, you should have heard him, like, saying these things behind your back. And, like, uh, all of these things. And she's just like, I don't know what to think because he's telling me one thing and they're telling me all these other things. Yeah. And, like, all the other guys are just like, you need to, like, be honest with her. And he's like, I am. And mm, they're like, no, you're no. not. <laughs> and then there's this other moment where she goes bungee jumping with this guy in Latvia. Uh-huh. As you do. Um... And they do it naked. So they're, like, sure. coupled together. The two of them are, like, tied together in harnesses, and they're totally naked, and they bungee jump off this bridge. Uh-huh. And when Luke P. finds out, 
he just like gets really upset and compares it to being cheated on. And Hannah's like, nothing happened. Fuck off. So I have like a question. Yeah. Because the entire premise of this show is this one woman dates multiple men at the same time. Uh huh. And they all sign up for this. Uh huh. And they all know it's happening. So, what isn't shown, and this is what we get on that little interview that we get, and we kind of knew this. Like, I think everybody was like aware that there were conversations that Hannah and Luke were having behind the scenes Uh, about their faith that didn't get aired. Right. So. According to him, they had some sort of conversation about, like, sex in oblique terms at the beginning of things, mm-hmm. where he is led to believe that they're on the same page about, like, waiting until marriage. Right. And he's all like, let me confess to you, like, I've had sex before, I went through this period in college, and then I got saved, and they, like, swapped testimonies, and, like, I don't know what her story is or what she said, but, like... Yeah. He is, like, certain that she is on the same wavelength, faith-wise. Mm-hmm. And so this is where, like, my, like, frustration with him goes off the charts because I know exactly what is going on in his head, and the interview later confirmed it, and that is, like, because he believes that they're on the same theological wavelengths, he believes that it's his obligation as his a brother in Christ to hold her to that. Yep. And so the moment she starts straying from what he thinks they've agreed on and like, not just them, but like she's agreed on between her and God. Right. The minute she starts like stepping out of that and doing other things, he's like, not just I'm going to like confront her because I feel jealous, but he's like confronting her because as a, her sin. brother in Christ, I have to uphold. Yeah, I have to like hold her accountable to what she believes. Yep. And so it's like he can feel with like a clean conscience that he didn't do anything wrong, and he wasn't slut shaming her, and he wasn't jealous. He was just like reminding her of who she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is and, a common thing. Right. So this goes back to like I'm going to just hit pause on that real fast. Yeah. Like the shepherding movement. Mm-hmm. What's the shepherding movement? Like, I'm sure we've talked about it before. Yeah, I feel like we have. But now I'm Googling because mm-hmm. uh, drinking happened. So it's a part of the Jesus movement. Happened in the 70s. Started, I believe, in Florida. That wouldn't surprise me. And it's like... Oh, Yeah. Also, sorry for the noise. My dog is chewing a really loud ball behind me. So, essentially, it's headship theology, like, gone bonkers. Yes. So, it's like, not only does, like, the Umbrella Protection universe, like, like apply, where, like, there's God is the larger umbrella, and then, like, under that is, you know, the father or the pastor, and then the father, and then the, the everybody else in the family is under him. Yep. Um, for you know receiving God's blessings. And, and if you step outside of that, guidance. Yeah, and if you step outside of that, you get you know pummeled with hail. All the bad things. You All the like bad basically things. get sent straight to hell. <laughs> and, and you've done it to yourself. Too. Right. It's all your fault for stepping Let's outside of that clear. umbrella. Right. So we are in outside such shit right now. Of all of that. Oh, yeah, I know. know. Yeah, so the shepherding movement (gasps) movement. umbrella on steroids. Umbrella on steroids. So it's like people, I mean, it's all of those like quintessential things like you hear about a cult where it's like, oh, people can't make their own decisions without consulting their pastor. Mm -hmm. So it's like the pastor has like a direct line into God because God appointed them as like leader over you. And therefore you have to go and submit to their leadership and guidance on major life decisions. And, you know, you have to have radical accountability with all your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, because you are not um, able to know if you're constantly in God's will. And that's why you're supposed to be in fellowship with each other. So they have like, these conversations, these intense conversations, and, like, 
I, I grew up with this because my, ch- my church group, Sovereign Grace Ministries, was like mm-hmm. a direct descendant of the shepherding movement. And this was one of the fucked up things about them. It's like you couldn't do anything without having someone like come up to you and be like, so I just want to like check in and see, you know, like where your heart is at with this. And like, are you struggling with anything? Like I'm, yep. I'm even dumbing this down because it's been so long that I've like blocked out like what the linguistics it's like, but it's really intense. Just like you cannot. Oh, oh, I have a really good one. Okay. What have you been convicted about lately? <laughs> that one is like be, the most horrifying, terrifying question. Yeah. What, to get how, at church. Like, what has God been doing in your heart lately? And how have you been convicted lately? This is why I had a boyfriend once who was like, you know, completely not in this world and he was like he was like I really like the phrase like how is your heart doing and I was like do not ever ask nope, me that nope nope do not God, ever bye. ask me that nope bye like I know that it's like sweet and benign to you but that is like I'm going to die now because yeah. it's 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 in this lexicon of like queuing up like a conversation where you talk about how sinful you are yep and what, how you want to change. And it's not standard like growth. It's not like actual healthy introspection. It's like premised. Everything's premised on like, I am bad. Yes. And so when Lucas in this interview with Paul and Morgan, he's talking about like being isolated and not having like brothers in Christ to pour into him. What he's talking about is like, None of the guys confronting him were giving him, like, quote-unquote, biblical encouragement. None of them were giving him the, like, this is wrong because X Bible verse. Right. And, like, calling him out in his own language. They were all just being like, bro, this is fucked up. And, like, that doesn't give someone enough, like, teeth to, like, quote-unquote, convict them. Right. Yeah. Because they're not operating on the same system of standards. Right. And because... Because everyone else was so secular, he mm-hmm. wasn't going to listen to them anyway. Like, mm-hmm. all of their critiques were suspect because they weren't Christian. Right. This so he is didn't why... even have to listen to them. Right. So he only listens to Hannah when she confronts him, mm-hmm. which gets really intense and wild. They had this whole conversation uh, in Scotland, I, I think. I don't remember. They're on this like cliffside. And she's like, like, why won't you like take criticism? Like, why won't you tell me what you're actually feeling? Like, basically, like pinning him on like you communicate, like, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like trying to find an analogy. Like, it's his communication style is so all over the place and tangled and like caught up in like all of these verbal cues. I, Mm -hmm. I used to, I I mean, I used to talk like that. I used to have to like code switch between talking for church people and talking for outsiders. Oh yeah. That's a huge, like it's an entirely different language. Right. And he hadn't figured out how to code switch. Yeah. And she wasn't playing the game of like, I understand what you're saying. I don't think she was as, fundamentalist as he was so I don't think she was like cued into all the lingo Mm -hmm. and it was confusing her and she was like why won't you say what you mean why don't you like you know talk like communicate clearly and he was like but I am (laughs) he's like because Hebrews whatever says this thing and he was like I'm trying to do better and like you know they're talking about like how they're you know she really wants to believe him. She really likes him. She really wants to trust him, but she can't because she's not communicating clearly. And da 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 da. Um. So there's all these things, and he like puts in a valiant effort to defend himself, and then just like goes back and like shit talks with the guys, not mm-hmm. about her, but like just like putting them down. And this is where he's like doing the like, you know, stay in your lane shit. Right. So we get down to, like, what, the final three, final four people? And they're in Greece. And she's going on one-on-one days with these other guys. 
And there's, like, one guy where they, like, do, like, a couple's massage and it's super sexual, but, like, they don't fuck. Mm-hmm. And there's another guy where they fuck four times in a windmill. It's the current bachelor. And there's another guy where they, like, end up crashing a Greek family's lunch and, like, everybody's, like, you guys are perfect together. When are you getting married? Or how mm-hmm. long have you been married? Like, ever assuming that they're serious. Right. And so, you know, then that guy basically does what the other Luke did. And, like, gets in her face about, like, why won't you send this guy home? Like, you don't seem to respect or trust us when all of us other guys are telling you he's bad news. Yeah. And she just gets mad that they're, like, basically, you know, muddying each other's waters. Mm-hmm. And she's like, can't I just, like, have this with you and this is a separate thing? Like, shut up. Yeah. So she's pissed. And then they make up and they spend the night together. And I don't think it's ever, like, revealed if they had sex or not, but I think it's implied that they did. Right. So that's three guys, three nights And then she has her final one-on-one with Luke. And this is where that, like, classic scene that got replayed over and over happened. It's like that windy night where they're eating dinner outside and it's super cold. And so, yeah, we'll put um, in the show notes the Libby Ann piece about this. It's got the, the text of this conversation. Yeah, here we go. The Bachelorette and the Bible Thumper. It's it's a funny title. Would you would you mind doing the the miserable honors of reading Luke's speech? Oh yes, let me let me pull up where <laughs> where the speech it's is. It's like all right, all long. Right, all right, let me drink a cup or my last sip of Irish coffee. Yeah, yeah. Aside, mm-hmm. Bailey's makes almond milk Bailey's. So you can have a dairy-free Irish coffee, which is great. Anyway, they're not sponsoring us. They should give us money. Um, (laughs) All right, the speech, the speech by Luke. I'm I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Don't think worse of me for reading this out loud. Uh, So let's talk about sex. Because sex is an incredible thing, and it's a beautiful thing. Well, only when it's within the guidelines of marriage. Which, sidebar, that is like straight out of Josh Harris's book. Oh, I know. He's he's clearly read Josh Harris. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's obviously, like, that is right out of, of uh, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Yeah. And literally all of the other books. All right, back into his spiel now. This whole process, I've been studying Hebrews, and it talks about how marriage should be honored by everyone, and how marriage should be kept pure. I know you're not a virgin, we've had the talk, you know I'm not. I've been abstaining myself from mar- from sex, sorry. <laughs> from marriage until sex. <laughs> Accurate! I've been abstaining myself from sex for three and a half to four years now. I like that he has like a vague range. Mm. And I know that regardless of what I've done in the past, I'm saving myself for marriage. I'm confident that we're on the same page in our morals. I just want to hear it from your mouth. There are a lot of people that say they believe in something and yet do things completely differently. And thinking about fantasy suites, I've heard people proclaim their faith, but yet they've said things like, I'm excited for fantasy suites. I want to explore this relationship on a sexually intimate level, and I'm looking forward to it. And to me, that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Excuse me, there's something I'm missing here. Like, I don't believe that's something you should be doing. I just want to make sure you're not going to be sexually intimate with the other relationships here. Like, I totally have all the trust in the world for you. But at the same time, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Like, if you told me you're having sex or you've had sex with one or multiple of these guys, then I'd be wanting to go home 100%. But if that's something you're not going through, then I'm just going to continue to grow the relationship and move on. Right. That was so that was his he shit. Claims, he claims that this is not slut shaming. Right. Even though it's and totally... And I believe... Oh, yeah, it, it absolutely is. But, yeah. like, he doesn't, I also... He doesn't believe it. I also believe that, like, 
because of the rubric that he's using, mm-hmm. he genuinely thinks it's not. Oh, for sure. Because he didn't say you're a slut and you're bad and you should feel bad. Right. He didn't All outright he say said was if you're doing it, then I don't want to be here. And if you're not, then cool. Right. And he doesn't see that as also inherently slut shaming. Right. And so he he basically sees himself on like some sort of like spiritual rescue mission for her. Yeah. Where it's like, I see you like walking down this path and I'm worried about, you know, has your heart been convicted about this lately? Um, what was it? I'm concerned about there, there was like a phrase that people would use that was just like, uh, I'm concerned about your heart here. Yeah. Like I'm concerned about your motives. Yeah. Don't it'll come to me heart. later. Yeah, yeah, it'll come to yeah. you later. But <laughs> there's something, yeah, but, like, that's what essentially what he's doing. He's yeah. basically, it's an appeal to this, like, spiritual authority and his assumption that they're on the same page. Yeah. So, and that's what he is really trying to say. He's not trying to say, don't have sex or I'll break up with you. What he's trying to say is, I see you wanting to do these things. And I just want to make sure you're not, like, giving in to this temptation and you're right. actually, like, consistent with what you say you believe. Yeah. And, and so that's where I'm, like, I I get exactly where he's coming from. I get why he makes the arguments that he makes. He's completely deluded. Yeah. But... But he sees, it, he sees this more as, like, a rebuke in Christianity. Right. Than, it's like, not a, like the make or break relationship thing. It's yeah. a, like, as your brother in Christ, I'm checking in on you. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally entitled to do that because that's my it's spiritual obligation. It's my spiritual obligation. Like, yeah. Like, don't get it wrong in this context, in this theological context, you are taught that if you don't speak up like this, that you are, like complicit in your brother's sin. Right. You are responsible and will be held just as accountable as they are. At the day of judgment. Yeah. Yep. Right. So Hannah is like, Oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and I love her for this because basically what it means is, as I said, she's not as fundamentalist as him. She hasn't been given like this, like, rhetoric maze in her head. Yeah. Like she's been given like respect your body and like respect sex and like love God and do your devotions. Like I don't think yeah. she's like really gone super far down the She has thing. not not imbibed of all of the Josh Harris. No, she is a serious Christian, but she's not fundamentalist. Yeah. Um that's that's the impression I get. And so she says Sex is a very big deal to me, and I've said I've had sex with two people in my life, and it was long relationships I thought were going to be my husband, but some of the things you've said I don't agree with at all, and honestly, I'm kind of mad, because the way you just said that is like, why do you have the right to do that? Because you're not my husband, and you're not you're questioning me, and you're judging me, and you feel like you have the right when you don't at this point. I get that when you care for somebody, you don't want to think about someone being intimate with another person, but guess what? Sex might be sin outside of marriage, and pride is a sin, too, and I feel like this is a pride thing. So what she's, like, she's appealing to his umbrella authority thing. Yeah, Where she's, like, only the husband can say something like that to me. Yeah, yeah, and she, like, put him in his place, which is, like, you are not my authority here. You are not my head. I'm sure that, like... He he felt that he was. Because right, I think he, he thinks was, thought he was because he was yeah. in a relationship with her. Yep. Because how many of these like courtships have you heard people talk like that? Oh, like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> all like, of them. My my father was like upset that my ex husband like didn't buy into that and was like not going to treat like courtship with me as like him being my spiritual head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like. This is why I like that guy. Right. (laughs) So Hannah's basically putting it back and being like, your accountability check is like, might be well intention, but like, it's none of your business because you're not my father or my dad. Basically. Yep. Yep. Um, And so Luke is like, 
just doubles down and is like starting to be like, maybe she has had sex with these guys. I don't know. And so he like throws in the like, let's just throw in a crazy scenario here. What's let's say this. You've had sex in all these other relationships. I'm willing to like make it work anyway. And basically he's like playing the Hosea card. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, so my wife's a whore, but you know, God told me to marry her. So I love her anyway. And I'm going to keep taking her back. Yep. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's definitely how he sees himself because even oh, in the, yeah. in the interview that he had with those one couple, he was like, I was on a rescue mission because I was the only other Christian. Right. And that's totally how he sees himself. Right. And he said, you know, he's willing to work through this. And she's like, you did ask this and I can make my own decisions and I'm not like tied to a man. And he's like, you know, I can understand a slip up, but with all of them, that's like a pattern and that's a problem. And she's like, not okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then she jumps in and she's like, you know, I, I let you go on too long. I was in my feelings. I let you break my, broken my heart. I've ignored red flags, but like, you know, you're making me feel like I'm not like, you know, being good enough in terms of my faith and you're holding other people to a standard you don't live by, Mm -hmm. you know, just because, and she's like, Calling him out on the whole, like, sex is not the only sin that exists. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, so, like, just because you're good at this doesn't mean, like, you won't get along with all these other guys. You, like, can't keep your story straight. You talk shit behind my back. Like, you just, like, I mean, she was miserable the whole time. She was, like, yeah. sick. She was in the hospital. Oh, my like, God. Like, three times during the show because of exhaustion and dehydration. Oh, God. Like, these... These fuckers, like, especially Luke, just, like, made her physically sick the whole time. And she's like, so I don't want someone who has pride issues. There's so many things that I don't want in a husband that you've shown me, so, like, bye. it feels like a big fuck you. And he's like, you owe me at least a minute to share my heart. And this is what he won't let go of, where he's, like, believes that she owes him time to, like, defend himself. Yeah. And again, this is based on like an appeal to their shared, like in his mind, perceived authority. Yep. Like you're a Christian. I'm a Christian. As your brother in Christ, you have to hear me out on this accountability conversation that we're having right here. Mm -hmm. And so he just like won't drop it because he thinks he's saving her mortal soul. Right. And so she's like, basically trying to put him in this car and he won't go in the car. And she's like, I'm mad. I should put you in this car right now. So like I have had sex and he's like, what? And she's like, yeah. And Jesus still loves me for obviously how you feel me fucking in a windmill. You probably want to leave. And he's like, can I pray over you before? I leave? <laughs> oh, and she's like, no. And she flips him off as he like pulls out. Yeah. But also the, like, can I pray over you thing after oh an argument is, is, like, such a thing. Okay. And, like, honestly, Explain why everything. that's such a thing. Yeah, let's, like, let's explain that. Yeah. Because this, this, this is a regular thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, ugh. So, it's super passive-aggressive. And it's, like, you basically monologue at the person under the guise of praying about like how they're making you feel bad and how they need help and how God should help them. And like, uh, yeah, it's, it's so gross. And like, that's also what's really kind of infuriating when like Christians are offended that I'm not a Christian anymore. And they comment on my blog, I'm praying for you because (laughs) it's just like, they're, they're trying to be like, well, God has opinions on this, and I have opinions, and I'm going to try to get you in trouble. And, and like, it's also, like, super passive-aggressive. Like, you're obviously doing something wrong and bad, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's just super gross. Right. So, again, he's trying to cudgel her with her faith. Yeah. He's using her face, her face, her faith <laughs> as a stick. 
and is just like trying to use it to control her. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't end there. No, of course not. So she sends him home. Um, she also sends Peter home, um, who's now the current bachelor. And then there's two guys left. And, uh, you know, she's like falling in love with one of them. And then the one who's like the total fraud gets the final rose. Like, but the two of them are about to propose to her. Like, both of them are ready to propose to her. And the producers, because they're gluttons for drama, haven't haven't sent Luke home because he still wants to stay and he still wants to propose. Uh. Right. Mm -hmm. So Luke, like, shows back up and, like, tries to propose to her. And... These other guys are like, what the fuck? Where did he come from? Like, why is he still here? Mm-hmm. And there's, like, this moment where she is, like, <laughs> there's, like, this stand, this, like, stone stand with, like, roses on it that she's supposed to give to these other guys. Right. And, like, she moves it across the courtyard because she's, like, <laughs> trying to get it away from him and he, like, won't yeah. back up. So he finally leaves, um, which is great. And she gets engaged to the fraud. The other guy, like, they have a a rendezvous later after she breaks up with the fraud. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you want to try this again? But by that time, he's, like, getting modeling deals and is, like, I think he was trying to go out with either Gigi or Bella Hadid. I don't remember Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, like. Yeah. Doing fine. Real models were, like, shooting their shot with him. Yeah. He was like, yeah go out but like he doesn't take it seriously and he moves on Mm -hmm. so she's like you know had like luke p like mr i have a girlfriend back home mr like i'm gonna date the supermodels right and then new bachelor like all these guys that she's like still isn't quite all over because Uh like luke p dragged everything out right she didn't get time to like really make a decision about them or get to know anyone independent of his drama yeah. And she was sick the whole time. It just Again, makes because me so of his mad. drama. Right. Again, because of his drama. So yeah. the whole thing is just a hot mess. And then he goes on to the Paul Morgan show <laughs> and defends himself and is like, look, I was just being a good Christian boy. Yep. And they're like, isn't he nice? Isn't he nice, ladies? We're trying to fix his reputation that he sullied for himself by himself. <sighs> so... Oh, thank you, Instagram friend, for the lead. Yeah, on the YouTube because yeah, now we got to describe putting, this episode. Yeah, these guys for putting up with me, like bitching about how much I hate Luke P. Yeah, I feel like given the entire year, this last two weeks have been. Uh, I needed something that wasn't <laughs> drama, yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. I figured talking about church boy drama would be much more entertaining and I was right yeah it was it was such a like the whole thing like I was like milk toast about it and then I and then Luke P shows up and I was like I have to see this fucker go down yeah and he did and it was satisfying but it was dragged on way too long um and the fact that he doesn't get what he did wrong is super telling like he's never gonna he's never gonna have that moment of like come to jesus like why this was a problem yeah well and like like i could give him the theological dressing down if i could like get him to myself and get him to shut up and not interrupt me right good luck (laughs) but no one's gonna do that no yeah and that's sort of like the thing that was really familiar to me and why like my sort of homeschool slash really fundamentalist christian radar kicked in was because like he has no concept of the world outside of that bubble he only Mm -hmm. operates in that bubble like everything he said i understood and tuned out because that was like (laughs) code and i was like oh god i know exactly what this is like i don't even have to hear 
Like, I don't have to cognitively recognize the words that he's saying no. for me to know what he's saying. No, and that's, that's I, like part I of what that makes language. him so vapid. Yeah. Is like, like, I could pay attention to what he said, but like, oh my you God. You wouldn't miss anything. I would, no, because I know him. Yeah. And it, it just, it frustrates me because there's this like, this sense of because I know Jesus and I work on myself and I have accountability groups and I, like do all this work, like I, I, I've got all the feedback I need. Right. I'm not going to get it wrong. Yeah. And that's really not true. And, you know, as he said, like he flailed because they took his phone away and he only had contact with the guys and in the house and none of them were funding like him. And so he didn't feel like he had fellowship or accountability. Right. Yeah. And, and of course not, because when you uh, require a system of self gaslighting to keep you in place yep. and make you like guilt you into behaving the way you think you should behave, uh, you haven't developed like the moral internal moral compass or the willpower or the like self-awareness mm-hmm. to actually have like some sort of internal like behavioral ethic right. to live by. Yeah. Yeah. Like he literally couldn't tell that the way he was treating people was bad because he thought he was just doing what a good Christian should be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's scary about that kind of person is just like they they can't see themselves because they don't have the language to see themselves. Mm-hmm. And anyone who like tries to give them that language or point things out who doesn't speak in their language mm-hmm. is immediately ruled out because they have nothing of value to share since they're not the exact same kind of Christian that I am and right. therefore don't have to listen to them. Right. So he, he was never going to like, none of these other guys were ever going to get through to him because no. they weren't, they weren't operating in the same universe. And honestly, like the extent that Hannah could get through to him was very limited because she is a woman. And she's also not as funny <laughs> she's, as he is. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't even share like really the same language, like a little bit, but not much. So he wasn't, wouldn't have like accepted honest like no. feedback from well, her she either. Can't, like I don't know, like her, her, how, like how, how, you know, dense her theological education was, but like I don't think she could give him like the proper like. No. Pick apart, dress down, like, this is why this is wrong, theologically, yeah. argument. No. no, like, she she obviously goes to church and knows Proverbs 31, but, like, she's not, she's not the, the kind of person that we were groomed to be, you know? No, she, it's, it's a myth, it's like a beautiful mythology to her. Yeah. It's not, it's not, like, a rhetoric and a rule book. Right. Which is great, lucky so. for her. Yeah, I'm glad she got to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to I the like that I, she did. Yeah, that would be nice, right? That's what I want for people. <laughs> anyway, we hope this episode uh, has been educational. I hope you guys haven't been bored to death. I'm. I know this is like way past. Like this is expired gossip, but yeah, you know, it's fine. Please enjoy this palate cleanser as a break <laughs> from the real world being on fire in ten different ways. Yay! Yay! Um, if you like this episode, you can go support us on Patreon. If you um, haven't read my new article about Dave Ramsey and want to be depressed, um, it's up <laughs> at long rates. And if you like that, you can also join us and support us on Patreon. Long rates pays a little bit, but you know we got bills. We have life. Bills, I'm still an adjunct. It's still not yeah. enough. Um, yeah. So. Uh, any little bit helps and you know we do this this educational labor of love because we're passionate but you know as karen said over their baileys like this is triggering and these conversations are not fun or easy for us a lot of the time so we love engaging with our listeners we love like being able to provide context um and debriefing is like really good and healthy but it does take a toll. So 
join our Patreon and support us how you can. Share it with your friends and family. We appreciate it. Yeah, a lot, actually. It keeps us going. And um, on that note, we have two episodes transcribed so far. We'll yeah, get yeah, another yeah. two done later this month. So definitely worth it to support um, our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash kitchen table cult pod. And you also get all of the like full complete archive of episodes, which some people have been asking about. Um, so yes, if you support us on Patreon, you can have access to all 55 episodes that we've done over the last two years. Yeah, and it can be as little as a dollar a month. It's yeah. just, you know... Every little bit if it's helps. it's just a token, yeah. And um, what was I going to say? Damn it, it's gone. All right. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Our music on this episode and all episodes is by the band The Heavens from the album Stenazzo. And as always, thank you, Dave the Great, for putting this together for us. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. thank you all for listening and being a part of this wild ride that is going to be 2020. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.